Well, everybody, it's Adam here with Beard Hops. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Before we get into it, I just want to let you know, give you some information about what the heck has been going on with the podcast. Uh, First and foremost, uh, you know, first I realized we haven't really been doing as much as we did in season one. Season one, we were pumping out the content. Uh, We had stuff pretty much every week on YouTube as well as in the podcast uh, stream. And uh, season two, uh, we've kind of relaxed a little bit. Season one, Chad and I got pretty burnt out uh, doing stuff like that every single week, and it was kind of tough to maintain. Season two, um, there's been a lot of travel uh, for work that we've been doing, uh, just a lot of family stuff uh, for Jake, Chad, and myself. And so it's been difficult keeping up uh, with season two. Um, the other thing we did with season two is we kind of made a shift to sports, in case you you know haven't noticed. Uh, we've talked a lot, a lot more, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I can't say a lot, a lot more about sports. And um, we've gotten some feedback about all that stuff and what we've decided to do because we want to not lose our roots with the beer and bearded hops. Um, we are going to go back to doing bearded hops the way it was originally, uh, where we are talking about a beer, drinking a beer, reviewing a beer, um, doing the sniffing and the tasting and all that good stuff. And talking about the brewery, the beer style, all that stuff. Uh, and then we are also then launching a second podcast, which is called Tap Handle Sports. Um, and that'll be all about sports. Um, and so you can definitely listen to either one. We'd love if you listen to both. That'd be awesome. Um, once Tap Handle Sports is out there and live, we will definitely include links. Uh, you can follow us at twitter.com slash hops for all the information um, about shows, about Tap Handle. Um, the second thing we're going to start doing is we're going to live stream our shows on Twitch. We used to do this on YouTube, uh, but YouTube's kind of a pain in the ass about it. We're going to start doing this uh, on Twitch. And so if you go to twitch.tv slash bearded hops, uh, that's where you can find and follow us there. And uh, of course, again, follow us on Twitter and we'll be tweeting out when we're going to stream all that fun stuff. Thanks, guys, for sticking with us. Uh, I know we haven't been around a lot, but we're, we're going to get better. I promise. I hope. Okay, maybe not. But still, stick around. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, This week's episode is a sessions podcast. If you recall from season number one, we did a few of these sessions where really we didn't talk about anything in particular. We just talked about everything, had some fun, and drank. Uh, This time we are drinking whiskey, some whiskey that uh, we got um, in Ireland, and then some other whiskeys that we like. And uh, we talk about everything from Chad and my trip to Dublin, Ireland, uh, Jake and his uh, coaching performance this year with uh, with Little League Baseball and a bunch of other stuff. So uh, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you. This is the Beard Hops podcast, and this is the Sessions episode. Uh, although we're not drinking beer tonight, um, I'm joined by whiskey. whiskey. It's a whiskey night. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Adam and Jake, down in North Chicago. What's going on, fellas? Hi. Hi, how you doing? Hey, good to be back. How long has it been, boys? Oh. Has it been? Um, I released, I released the last episode that I released. I was in Dallas when I released it at the hotel room. So oh, that was shit. a month ago? Had to be a month ago. Yeah. Because it's been three weeks now since Dublin, right? Or two. It's been three weeks. Two weeks for you. It's been a, it's been a month. Yeah. It's at least a month. So, uh, we, yeah, we had a little hiatus. We were... Uh, some of us were traveling for work. Some of us were getting our asses kicked at work. Well, all of us were getting our asses kicked at work, but, um, <laughs> and, uh, so 
Yeah. So we're, we're so we decided today we would just do a whatever show. We'll talk about whatever the fuck we want. We'll talk about our trip to Ireland. Um, and all of us kind of talk, we're kind of beard out a little bit. And so, yeah, I mean, we still love beer, but it's good to have a break every once in a while. We got to talk about our championship coach over there too. Of course you got to talk about the championships out there. Yes. Uh, I I will say we'll get into it, but there are some beer releases coming up. Very specific ones. I am excited about. Oh yeah. No, we will, we will definitely talk, talk beer for sure. So, uh, the first right now for us, at least in the, uh, Chicago studio, Lake Villa studio, um, we are drinking a whiskey finished in Scotch whiskey barrels by Hatch Distilling, uh, Door County, Wisconsin. Uh, Jake got this one, and it is batch numero uno. It's a new distillery, so that's pretty cool. I have not uh, had this one yet. So, Yeah, the wife was up there for a girls' weekend, and I have not been to this distillery. I, I believe it opened in, within the last six months or so uh probably just before the last you know sort of summer or tourist season up there in door county and um i think if i have this right it's like a family that's been in the area for a while that has some farming roots that decided to come back open a distillery i I know that they make their own honey with their own bees and stuff and that's part of this uh that's That's really good i like that yeah it comes in with um heat but it doesn't burn at all. It just kind of warms straight down. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to get up there and try this, um, or at least go to the distillery myself. What's pretty cool though is, so the wife picked this up for me and this is batch number one. Yeah. So this is the very first batch of, um, their scotch whiskey. And I gotta tell you, like, gotta hold on to that bottle. Yeah. Yeah. When I first got this, I was like, I can't open this. I can't open this. So I've had it for, well, since August. Ooh, that's since good. August. And, uh, you know, one of it was, wh- wh- who was it? Was it the guy that does Stone Brewery? He's like, if you have something good, what are yeah. you waiting for? And then yeah. I had the championship with my, my kid's baseball team. I was like, you know what? Damn it. Let's just open this bitch up. <laughs> I did grab an old style for a chaser. So. That's good. That's good. You know, I may have to go steal one just for yeah. a chaser. Um, but yeah, I, so I had this for the first time a couple nights ago and I think it's just fantastic. It's really good. Uh, Chad, what are you, uh, what are you down in there, sir? Well, you guys are making me jealous, uh, talking about how good that hatch is, but I'm drinking, uh, my newest favorite, uh, in Irish whiskey. This is a Jameson, um, cask mates edition or stout edition, I should say, where, yeah, uh, for the first time in Ireland, right? At I had church? it first at the church bar. Um, I had it all that day. Well, for lunch yeah that place is awesome um so jameson is uh have a has a cask mates cask mates series where they are finishing the uh the process in craft beer barrels so this is the stout edition they've got an ipa uh there's a few others i, I don't know what, what all of them are but uh, this is a, one really really good whiskey i was i i've liked jameson in the past um the regular regular Irish whiskey, but this one, oh, it's oh, I just love it. I I bought this bottle like three or four days ago, and it's almost gone. <laughs> now they have they have an IPA version. I saw. Yeah. Um, I thought there was one more version, but I can't remember what it is. But it uh, probably is. 
I haven't tried. I, I also have the exact same one here. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about our trip to Dublin. We did some fun stuff, some fun shit there. Um, Jake and I will be jumping between. We have, so we have the hatch. Uh, we also have a, a monkey shoulder, which I've grown to really like. Uh, Jake hasn't had it yet. Um, and we also have the cask mates, which is for Jake to try. And then we also have tealing from Ireland. I bought that back from Ireland. I actually went, did a tour of that distillery too. So, but first, I think we should. Uh, give props to the only person on this podcast with championship credentials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jake and his his uh son's little league team won was it the was it the county or is it League Villa? What is no, it? No, not the county. State I mean, country world? <laughs> world champs. You beat China? <laughs> you are world champs. Beat, beat um, the Philippines. Listen, well, I'll be brief because, you know, the reality is like your guys' trip to Ireland is way more interesting. Um, but I have been the last couple of years, I've been coaching my son's baseball teams. And uh, the last couple of years, it's been coach's pitch, which is fun, but man, it's a lot of work. And there's definitely days where it's like, you know, baseball is a hard sport when you're explaining it to like six and seven year olds. You know, yes, I take for absolutely. granted how easy it is to watch for us trying to teach like tagging up and wind around the bases and, and, um, rundowns. And I, I don't know. It's just when you, when you start like trying to teach it to kids, it's, it's not easy. Well, just to go aside, but part of that is when I was in, when I was in Dublin, um, with the guys that I work with, we were talking about sports and they don't understand baseball. One of the guys like, come on, tell me a little bit about baseball. You know, so I pulled some stuff up on the internet and, it's hard to explain. To somebody. It really is. <laughs> it's really hard to explain. You know, it's yeah. It, if yeah, I mean, the only reason we learned is because you know we started playing as a kid and grew up playing. <clears throat> but yeah. well, yeah, and then like as an adult fan of baseball, like even beyond just learning how to how to play the game, like there's things now that are so common that it's it's just easy, like OBP, WAR, like slugging. You know, like that stuff has been around now for people that are really into baseball, like a while. Well, and so, also though, as a, as an adult, you really get into more crazy. of the the chess mentality, like the and, and that's what I love. It's, a little, it's yeah, such yeah. a yeah, it's such a strategic so, game that you know people yeah. that aren't totally into it don't understand how how much strategy actually goes into the game. Well, even as like a kid, I would say I. But what do you mean strategy? Just hit the fucking ball and run to the base. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, and I, I didn't realize it help. <laughs> right, you just hit but that as damn you get ball older, hard and run. As you I mean, get older, you start like, oh wait. There's reasons for doing this and this and this. So anyway, right. I just wanted to say that because, I mean, the people in Dublin, no fucking clue about baseball. Well, my three it's rules of baseball that I always teach my kids at the start of the season, the rule number one is always watch the ball. And mostly that's just because, especially in the age of like Fortnite and whatever, I mean, you got kids out there flossing, not watching the <laughs> damn game. And every time, you know, just like real life, every time somebody's screwing around out there, the ball's instantly hit at oh, them. Oh, yeah, right to your you face. Know? So that's pretty much for safety. Rule number two is have fun because at the end of the day, if I burn these kids out, I don't want to do that. I don't want them to stop playing because somebody burns them out. And rule number three is hit the ball hard. And we came to hit the ball. We did not came. We did not come to take walks. So this season, this fall was our first time playing uh, coaches pitch. So it's a pretty, pretty established, pretty popular uh, in-house baseball system around here. In a lot of areas of the country, there's not a lot of good in-house baseball left. Um, it's you know you might get some rec leagues or it's it's really like you know club travel, whatever you want to call it. Um, but we're, we're lucky. We're fortunate enough to have a really good in-house baseball league. And I, I think it was Chad that said it, man, when you move up to coach's pitch 
and these kids are now eight and nine and they're a little more into it and I'm not out there pitching. I'm actually making decisions. So much fun. And I had to manage over the course of two days. Um, there was different pitching rules during the regular season. A kid could throw like 65 innings uh, in a game. And if he threw 20 innings one day, he could throw 45 innings the next day. Or there was some rules or it was all around pitch counts um, with the playoffs. It was, okay, you have two days of games and a kid can throw like four innings over two days, three innings in one day, two innings in one game. So there became like all these little sort of rules. And I, I legitimately oh, yeah. tried to plan out my pitching such that we could get to the championship, but still have enough of our best pitchers with available innings to win the championship. And it was really cool. I'll just say, so our championship game, because the weather had been so bad this weekend, I mean, the gusts and the winds on Saturday were just insane out here. So we had to we push had to cancel. Yeah, right. Yeah, so originally the championship was going to be Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Well, we ended up having games all day Sunday because all the Saturday games got pushed back to Sunday. So the championship game ended up being Monday night. So, you know, it's like uh, it had gone from like 40-degree weekend to like 60, 65, no win Monday night. And at this ballpark, this nice complex, they've got lights. You know, so having the kids play under the lights in the championship was just awesome. And there was really cool, like dark out. And I turned to the the bench and we're about ready to be up to bat. And I'm like, I like guys, you know what happens uh, when the lights come on? They're like, what happens? I'm like, the stars come out. They're like looking up like, what's he talking about? I'm like, no, you guys. (laughs) And they're like, whoa, cool coach. But um, (laughs) yeah, so we play five innings. Uh, We were the away team. That was a coin flip before the game started. I lost a coin flip. Uh, So going into the top of the fourth inning it was three to one and going into the top of the sixth inning we were winning seven to four or the fifth inning excuse me so into the fourth inning it was three to one into the fifth inning it was seven to four and the top of the fifth we tacked on three runs and in the bottom of the fifth uh what i started using was my second best starting pitcher as my closer and he came in and struck out the side ah, you're pulling the madden but it's so much fun, like, you know, because during the regular season, like, those guys never pitched in the same game together. But, like, it's the playoffs, so it's all hands on deck. So, like, in the course of one game, I had all three of my typical first three starting pitchers pitch in the same game. Um, there was some John going on between me and the other coach or some, some John going on with the, with the umps. You know, come on, Blue, you're not calling that strike for them. You know, I mean, it was – we had a ton of fans. I mean, grandparents were coming out of the woodwork. Cousins were coming out of the woodwork. Uh, when the kid got the last strikeout, I ran up to the mound and picked him up, and we all started cheering and jumping around. That's awesome. And, um, and I even felt bad. Some of the kids on the other team were crying, but you know, that just shows they cared. Yeah, you'll you'll have that. I mean, that's that's kind of a natural thing, and at that point, but uh, good job, of, good job I, of making kids cry. <laughs> I yeah, gotta, I, I gotta ask you, Jake. So, yeah, go you, ahead. You are so you are like so into baseball as far as the strategy and, and how the game actually works are. And I know that played a part in you getting in the championship and winning. Do you think that the other coaches that you played against in this league are, were of the same mindset? Like they're using this strategy and the, the knowledge of the game to help these kids win their games, or are they just saying, Hey, it's little league, go out there and hit the ball. Um, I'll tell you what I'll say, Chad, and what I kind of learned this season, and and some of this is obviously just my perspective. I mean, I don't know. But from my perspective, what I learned this season is, like, I'm not necessarily the best instructor or positional coach. I, I was lucky enough to have some dads that worked as assistant coaches for me that honestly were better high school players, 
played a little college ball. They were better at teaching my kids pitching technique, hitting technique. Um, but what I am really good at is strategy, is motivating the team, is keeping everybody excited, energized, organized, and also being sort of an alpha male so that they all, you know, they, they listen and they, they, we were a team. I created a team. And, yeah, and you, that's awesome. I remember we were playing our first weekend in the regular season and, and my pitchers are just dominating. And we're playing against some other coaches that I know and their pitchers are just getting just tagged for runs left and right. And they're like, well, we're using, we're still trying to figure out who our pitches are, who our starting pitchers are. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> practice who my starting pitchers were. That's why I went, that's why we're already winning games the first weekend. So yeah, I, I think watching a lot of, I, I kept my own stats. Um, our friend uh, Dallas Dan uh, was telling me about this app that I could use and it would have made things easier, but I just went ahead and tracked all of the base hits, all the walks, all the strikeouts, kept OBP, uh, you know, kept average, you know, cause I had fun doing that cause I'm a nerd. Um, so yeah, I think it did help Chad. I don't know that anybody awesome. else thought into their playoff plan as I did. I mean, I planned out the pitching for all of our games and it didn't all go to plan. I had one of my kids who, um, is good and kind of reminds me of Bobby Jenks. If you remember him from the White Sox, he's good. <laughs> I had one game that we had to not lose where he completely melted down at the end. And I had to make the decision to bring in my second best pitcher and burn one of his innings for the following day just to uh, get out of the tie, just to get out with a tie. Um, and if we would have got a loss there, we would not have advanced. So, yeah, I, I think it helps. But what I learned, Chad, is that um, it takes good assistant coaches. And it's okay if your assistant coaches know more about baseball because the head yeah. coach has different uh, responsibilities. Yeah. A lot of fun. It makes me want to keep doing it. Sweet. That's very kids, cool, man. That's they were all wearing I'm, school uh, next day. Yeah, I'm super, super happy for you, man. That's really cool. I mean, we were Adam. And I, I happened to be down there, you know, in your what the I think it was one of the ver first practices, the very first practice. Yeah, and you know, we we helped uh, Adam and I helped throw some uh, ground balls and practice some double play stuff, and you know, from from those kids where where I observed them <laughs> that first that yeah. first day. To, yeah. to you advancing to be the champion, uh, champion, you know, the championship game and then winning it. Uh, that's awesome. I mean, there's kudos to you, man. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm really happy for you. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. A lot of fun. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I already, the funny thing is, uh, the last thing I'll say is it's been like eight weeks. I mean, it's been since August. I don't even know how long that's been. And I thought you think you want a break. <laughs> then you win a championship. You're like, man, I kind of miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I have moved on to monkey shoulder. Hmm. All right, I'll I'll catch up. Good to you. stuff. Good stuff. I, I really this one surprised me. The monkey shoulder. So where's monkey shoulder from, and who found this one? Well, so Chad knew about it. I had I didn't heard of it until I watched like a YouTube channel. These guys are talking about. It. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I've got an empty bottle of it sitting right above me. Um, it's a it's it's a good, um, like. Uh, it's not cheap scotch whiskey but it's it's inexpensive and it's real it's really a good inexpensive legitimate scotch whiskey whiskey how much are we if you don't mind me asking because I, I think I, it was like 30 well it was like 30 or 35 yeah, well, i paid 20 i paid 28 at, at the so, liquor store here for it so i got this i got this at uh jay's oh you went to jay's for this mm -hmm. is there a reason you went to jay's for it 
I was getting a lot of tickets too. Oh, okay. <laughs> speaking I, of that, and I refuse to give Dalai Lama any of my money. So, did you guys play the Powerball too? Because I think that drawing was tonight. I did play it tonight. Yeah, you did. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't do Powerball. I did. Uh, I've got a Wisconsin Mega Bucks ticket here for tonight. What's that? How much is that for, Chatter? I think the jackpot's three point two tonight. It's hilarious. I was telling Adam earlier today that. <laughs> The jackpot's $3.2 million. Second, second place, or well, if you, if you win, if you match uh, five of the six numbers, you get 500 bucks. <laughs> well, so, so, so $3.2 million or $500. Yeah, if you miss one number. At work that uh, loves gambling. Gambles, especially on baseball. He loves gambling on like college basketball, whatever. He, he's a gambler. Um, Apparently, I, I didn't even know you, you guys probably know this. Apparently, for the big drawing yesterday, that was one point two billion. You can buy six. One point six. You can buy tickets online. There's an internet. Yeah, you can just go buy them online. So yeah, yeah, does that. I don't know would you do it online? Yeah, 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 exactly. So he so we were talking about buying tickets at work yesterday, and I never made it downstairs to buy any. So I saw him this morning, this coworker of mine, and he's like, he's like, so I went online last night before the drawing and I bought like 20 tickets. I'm like, cool. And he's like, look at this email I woke up to. And he had gotten emailed from Illinois Lotto that he had, you know, registered to buy these tickets with. And the email said like, congratulations, you have <laughs> won a major prize or something. So when he woke up this morning, he's like, holy shit. And then like, <laughs> oh my God, there's like a leak on there that goes to like what your total winnings was. So I, I, and I don't even know, he showed me the total winnings. I, I don't know what he did to get this winning, but he clicked on it. He won $2. <laughs> like, how could he do that to me? How could he do that to somebody? That's just me. So if you, if you match one number, you we win $2. Two yeah. Yeah. Well, must so you, there's, it's the price number. of another ticket. So I matched one number yesterday. Did you, so did yeah. you go get your two bucks? No, I, I forgot about it today. Uh, but I'll, when I play again, I'll, I'll get it. So. Just use it for another ticket? Yeah. Might as well. So, I'm digging through my trash because I, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, if you when you go to the Mega Millions website, they list like if you match one, oh, wow. if you isn't it good? You match That's different nice, numbers, you get a certain amount of money. So, all right. Well, here's my crumpled up like thirty ish bucks Mega one. Holy fuck! Excuse my language. I mean, I had to. I mean, this was like. Oh, you matched the Mega Ball. Yeah, I don't know. Double at least. And I did? Just, no, I didn't. Just as good. Yeah, um, zero out of five plus the Mega Ball is a $2 win. That's not what it says on our website. Zero. Yeah, if you get zero and then the Mega Ball, yes. But yeah. if you get one number, it also is $2 also. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what it says on their website. Oh. I'm just going to go scan it and they'll say no or yes and then I'll buy another ticket for something else so it is jsl where were you buying the tickets from Jace. Jace. Yeah. yeah and i also i also kind of figure like you know if you if you do win something the place that sold it to you gets money too so you felt good about and he's that. a nice yeah. guy like yeah. that guy's always been helpful to me like today i went in there and i was looking at some of his whiskeys um that's where i, I ended up buying monkey shoulder and jameson there um but then i went back in today bought powerball tickets um and i'm like do you have any uh Bell's Oktoberfest. That's Gina's absolute favorite. We can't find it anywhere now. He was like, "Oh yeah, right over here." Like he, he knew exactly where it was, and so he's really he's always a nice guy. So yeah, I like going in there. Um, 
So, uh, Dublin. Chad and I uh, Ooh, and my wife went to Dublin, Ireland. Ireland. We did a lot of stuff. We did. We slept together, too. We did sleep together. We packed a lot in those three days. Did Four you guys days. share a hotel room? Was Chad yeah. or Bucka with you? Yeah. We shared a bed. <laughs> we had two split beds. So <laughs> we two, pushed these two beds together so I wouldn't fall out of bed. <laughs> and then what, you went three in there? Yeah. <laughs> Who was in the middle? Me. <laughs> Just the way you like it. it was, Always the meat and the sandwich. Me and uh, uh, Chad touching asses on so each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was fun. We went to, um, so awesome. we went on a tour of, fuck, what was it called, Chad? <laughs> Wicklow? Uh, Wicklow Mountains, yeah. Wicklow Mountains, yeah. And uh, I think by far the best thing we saw in my opinion, was Guinness Lake. Guinness Lake was beautiful. Uh, you got a picture of it you can show? Yeah. I'll show Chad, or I'll show Jake some pictures here. You have described it to me. I have not seen a picture. But um, just so you're saying, for the record, this was this was the best thing you saw out there, at least like geographically? Uh, well, yeah, of the tour, yeah. Well, so we saw, but on this tour, it was absolutely been, You know, when you see here, you'll see the perspective that we were at. Um, we were up on a hill, side of a cliff, essentially, and down below was Guinness Lake. The Guinness Lake, the the Guinness family, own a cabin on Guinness Lake, and it's something like twenty thousand dollars a night or something like that. Yeah. So did this family? Did they name themselves after something that already existed, or did they just buy the lake and change the lake's name to Guinness Lake? I think it ended up being named after them because. They, they so bought much. this land area. So yeah, this, and, and everything they've done for the country. So the reason they call it Guinness, the reason they call it Guinness Lake is because from up there it does look black like Guinness. That sand up on the top there, they actually shipped that sand in from Brazil or something like that, I think they said. Um yeah. to look like it's a glass of Guinness. So that's what go to the uh, you can go to the uh the the Google photos and put it on the screen. Yeah, so it's called Loch Tay is the name of the lake, the actual name of the lake. Guinness Lake is the the name given because of the family, but the lake itself is called Loch Tay. So that was, uh, I think that was the second stop on that tour. Yeah, I don't remember. I think, yeah, because we did um, a stupid bridge. Well, it was pretty, but it, uh, named after a movie. They used it in a movie. Why was it stupid, Chad? It was named after um, P.S. I Love You, that movie? Yeah, yeah, P.S. I Love You, yeah. That answer your question why it was stupid? Yep, that did it. Thank you. Um, well, it's just stupid because of the name of the bridge. It was, it was really pretty, but we, I just we didn't like the name of it. There. You got a yeah, pretty bridge. We stood up there and get, you know, looking out over Guinness Lake. I mean, that was just... You see what you're saying? You see the uh the Jake the green area with the trees and stuff just uh um above the head <laughs> of the beer they oh. film they they're filming or have filmed um the show Vikings there and they said last uh, the, our tour guide said the last time he was up here there was a viking ship in the middle of the lake That's yeah fucked. it was like 2 weeks yeah. before we were there they had a viking ship in the lake do we you were, know who owns the lake is it like the Guinness family used to, but not anymore? 
Those are just like, um, what, what would you call are. like some sort of government owned, like tourist kind of type thing, like national. Well, I mean, so where we were standing is the closest you can get to it from my understanding. Mm. Unless you're paying for the $20,000. Did you say there's, <laughs> oh, I was, right. There's a cabin, right? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like in, famous um, people say there. You two, you two had been there, he said. And uh, yeah, it's so, just some very, very wealthy people. Right over here. Right. When you look at the picture, it's over in the side, somewhere in there. But that was really, really beautiful. Um, we went to, we did tour Guinness. Um, that was Sunday. We did, um, there was one more stop um, on that Wicklow Mountain tour, though. We did, went to, um, oh, the, uh, um, Glen, Glen, um, Glen, Glen Cree. Well, there, no, yeah. Glen, there were two more stops. There, Glen Cree was where the uh, the old military, um, not a military base, but they had like a military um, school or something. The Glen Cree Cemetery in Valley. We went there. Yeah. Um, so, that, was, that was the first stop. Then we did P.S. I Love You. Then it was Guinness Lake. I'm looking at the actual itinerary on the website. Okay, okay. And then we went to another place when where Glen, we had Glen what? Glendalo Lake and Valley. Yeah, Glendalough. Glendalock. It's Glendalock. the GH is with a hard C, Glendalock. And then we um, also went to Voca. Yeah, we had lunch at a little pub in a little town. It was, yeah, it was a great day. The weather was just beautiful. I'm sure it's not like that most of the time. <laughs> I think we just got really lucky. Although you had pretty good weather the rest of the week, right, Adam? Uh, yeah, until Thursday it got cold. Otherwise, it was yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, Guinness everywhere. All the time. Yeah, that's all we drank. That's all I drank for sure. You Except Sunday, Sunday night during the Packers game, I hit a little harder because that game sucked. <laughs> Is that the game against the 49ers? No, Lions. Lions. Oh. Ooh. Crosby couldn't hit the side of a barn? Yeah, yeah. I missed, yeah, missed four. Yeah, was funny. I'm surprised he didn't cut his ass. That. <laughs> nah. I guess Rogers came out and said he's a veteran or some shit like that, so they couldn't cut him. He's good. He's good. It's it's a bad year for kickers. It is a really bad year for kickers. I don't really understand it. I don't know why, but it is a bad year for kickers. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then there's that guy uh, for the Ravens that missed first out of 222 ever to lose the game against the Saints this weekend. We're getting away from our Dublin thing here, but – uh, I guess it doesn't really matter. What else? Highlights? Um, that, tour, that tour was really, really cool. Guinness was cool to see. Um, I think what was what I liked the most about Guinness was the area around Guinness, the Liberties. Um, yeah, really, really interesting. The history there is just, I mean, the, the guy, he just, he built everything so that his employees had a place to live. And that's that they all yeah, lived in that Liberties area. Let's talk about that just a little bit. I found that yeah, really interesting. Yeah, so I had actually, I've read the book God, of God and Guinness. Um, and it's a story about about uh, Arthur, that was his name? Arthur yep. Guinness? Arthur Guinness, yep. The guy, um, he, he basically got a lease for this land um, for like, what, a thousand years or 990 years? Mm -hmm. 999 years? Yeah. Or 9,000? Locked that in. Yeah, whatever it is, he locked it in. And, and that's what gave them basically rights to the water. 
Um, but he was really known for taking care of his employees. He had a, a living wage. Um, he offered them a place to live. He built basically these apartments um, right there by the, by the uh, keep saying distillery because we're drinking whiskey, but by the brewery. Um, he offered them health care. He offered them like pensions, retirement plans. And he really, really took care of his employees. What year approximately are we talking? I have to Google it. Like, when did he start? 1756? Is that what you're asking? I think. Is that when this was happening? That's way ahead 1759. of 1759. Wow. Yeah, yeah the, the, it's a really, really good book. If you, I mean, Jake, I know you read Vest, so of God and Guinness. It's a really good book about the Do you history. have the book? Uh, I think I have it on Kindle. Oh. I don't have it. Have it so. um, um, it's really, it really I'm going to so ask a really stupid question. Is Ireland where Stonehenge is? No. Is it where is okay? Never that's, mind. I was trying to find it because I was going to ask you guys if you had an opportunity to go see that. I think that's in England. Is it okay? Well, then, yes, strike that from the record. Never mind. Um, the Guinness, the, the Guinness tour, it's a um, uh, yeah, Stonehenge is in Salisbury, England. Just to clarify, just to clear that up. Yeah, um, it's a self-guided tour. Yeah, it's a self-guided tour, so you can take your time and read everything. And they've got stuff all over the walls on the on the process and cool uh, facts about you know what this this old machine used to be used for and and the how they used to stomp the um, the grains. Um, it, it's a really cool tour. I was I was hoping i was thinking hoping that the tour would have been a little bit more like what we had what we know f- as far as uh brewery tours go here where you actually get to go back and see the the process i was hoping to see the process of guinness being made but they probably keep that a pretty pretty tight secret um for the most part but you know the storehouse is cool it's all um you know totally modern really cool stuff to look at impressive um and uh, ended with a uh, drink up in the sky. What's it called, out, Adam? The the bar up the top. Yeah. The, ga- is it the gallery. The <laughs> almost. I don't remember what it's called, but it's a 360 degree, almost 360 degree view um, at the top of the of the storehouse gravity bar. Gravity, gravity bar. bar. And you know, like. It's it's just a cool place. It's totally packed when we were there. But um, I mean, you know, movie stars, politicians, Obama's been there, so it's kind of cool to to be in that bar and just look around the city, taking taking the views, drink a Guinness, and kind of think about you know who all's been in this place. And it's interesting. Yes, and then we took a carriage ride. There was a moment when you guys were sending me a video and I could just feel the, the vibes. I was like, that was, that was at that, at that pub that night with the, the singing, the guys, uh, was that Saturday? Oh, you, the yellow pickle? No, the lemon. <laughs> You're thinking of the hairy lemon. Hairy lemon. Hairy lemon. But we, we were sitting in Marco's from, uh, I was close from temple bar. 
<laughs> that place down. Yeah, yeah. The music on. Yeah, that place is awesome. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if these guys are coming back. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what the name of that bar was where we were watching uh, the live music. Those guys were amazing. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there a couple times, and usually they have more dancers that night. They only had one, the one girl, but yeah, um, yeah, I've got a video of her dancing. Yeah, I'm dancing on the bar. Uh, Wait, what? Well, she does the Irish dancing and comes out and does Irish dancing on the bar. Uh, it's really cool. Um, that was cool. Uh, really like that. And then I was, uh, you can barely see that. I'll show them online. I have it as well. So she's dancing on the bar with, uh, what do you call those shoes? Tap dance shoes. There you go. Logs or something? <laughs> She's doing the Irish dancing. Look at the the bars, like all worn. You can yeah, tell that because they like, do it. The last time I was there, though, there was that was awesome. Probably four or five of them lined up that entire bar doing that dance. So, and then those girls were all over this. Like they, what they, the the guys start playing a certain song, and all the girls come out and do a little dance, like where everybody's at and then they work their way over and get up on the bar and do it so um that place is really really cool um that was in the temple bar area of dublin uh what else did we do the other thing about guinness that i didn't really even realize is that he had all these ships basically specifically built to move yeah. in between, to england and over to the rest of europe and to the u.s like he had all these ships commissioned um specifically for that uh, yeah and i took pictures of all these ships because i wanted to research them i still haven't done that i was actually thought about it this morning um because i want to see what i can find on the internet about these guinness ships but he built like six or seven of them yeah one of them did you i, I was looking at something else did you already say one of them got sunk by yeah. a torpedo yeah one of them got torpedoed yeah <laughs> um we also went to the church bar, which was, I thought was really fascinating. Uh, the church bar is actually an old church um, that was basically the church closed down. Um, the members, parishioners had left it. Uh, and there was a whole lot of hubbub, of course, because, you know, alcohol in a church, but unless it's wine. It sat empty for years, though, years and years and years. And then they turned it into a bar. But they took seven years to restore it seven years to renovate it renovate um, seven years it, to renovate it, it we tried to go back to what it originally was and uh yeah if you if you're listening if you go uh www.thechurch.ie is the website and you can see it it's just it's beautiful oh yeah i mean the, the pipe organ is still in there the ornate woodwork is in pristine condition the the fucking thing that's awesome is where the church pews would normally have been or the center aisle is where the bar is. <laughs> yeah. That was an awesome. That's where, that's where Chad tried the uh, cask mates for the first time. Yep. So, um, so yeah, that was really, really good. Uh, and like, like I've said a million times before, and now Chad can attest to it. The Guinness is by far better there in Ireland. than here. It, it, it is. Well, so it sounds I've tried like there's to, a couple reasons. I've tried to figure it out. 
Um, and I mean, the basic comes out. It comes out of freshness. Um, you're right there. It's got to be. Um, it's well. Well, hold it's, on. I mean, Guinness on draft here is Guinness, right? The Guinness that you drank there was probably made there, right? And the Guinness we drink here. Not yet. It's not made here yet. That that brewery that they're opening up on the East Coast hasn't opened yet. So yeah, all get, Guinness, all Guinness right now is made in all Dublin. Come from there. Okay. All right. Right now. Right, never mind. Um, but so the one thing you know, talking to the guys that I work with, they're like, um, and one guy that I work with is like just an old timey Irish dude, like, and he's old school. And all the guys will tell you he's old school Irish. Like he won't drink. There is no other beer but Guinness. Like if you suggest he drinks another beer. He's like, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no other beer than Guinness. That is it. <laughs> Guinness. And so, but he told Wait, me, how like, does he say it? How would he fuck you? No, fuck <laughs> you. That's good. No, how would he, how would he say Guinness? <laughs> Guinness? Guinness? Yeah, but they just say a pint and the bartender knows what you're talking about. He just says, give He's me like a, a pint. pint and they know what you're talking about. Okay, cool. Um, but he said, never buy Guinness out of a can. He's like that widget is bullshit. He's like it's stupid. He's like if you uh, want it good, buy it out of a bottle. So I did this, and Chad, I told this to Chad too. So I went and bought Guinness out of a bottle, and it's actually drinkable. And so, I had it out. I bought the cans when we got when we got back. Right, that's what I did too. I, then the last time I went, and when you drink it out of a the can, there's something different about it. It's just it's not. Tr- it's it's a diff- it's just totally different to me. It pours the same. And because of the widget, you know, it pours like a, a nitro should pour, but it's just, it's not the same at all. It's, it's not as the, smooth. The taste smooth. seems off. Out of the bottle, it tastes close. It's closer. And then I had up in Door County on Sunday, I, we went to an Irish bar in Sturgeon Bay called uh, Kitty, o, Kitty O'Reilly's. And I had Guinness on draft there. And it was... It was really close, but still not quite as good. You want there's just the, the Guinness in Ireland is so smooth, and I think that the I think that the taste, you know, it has to lose something as it comes across yeah. over here because it's it's got just a slightly better, stronger flavor. It's for you, or me? it's for you, because you haven't tried. He's trying the the castmates now. Oh God, yeah. So before I drink this, I just want to ask the question. And not that we live in a world today where everything has to be rated or checked in or blotty dotty da fuck. But since we are doing like sort of a sampling here, Adam, are, are we going to discuss the the top dog here? Are we well, going to pick a top I mean, dog? For me, this isn't the top dog. Okay, so I really you're, love you're, I love the flavor of this. So you're you're locked in. And I'm talking about the, the monkey shoulder. I love Okay, I was gonna say which one are you talking about? Relative to the field we have here. Right, relative to what we have. I do want you to try this one. Okay. Um and I told him so I did I did get a um a distillery only bottle. So it's a bottle you can only get at the distillery uh from Tealings, which is a Dublin uh Irish whiskey. And I told him I must have been tipsy because I already had quite a few, quite a bit of whiskey. Because <laughs> um, yeah. I thought this was good when I had it there, and now that I get it home, I'm like, yeah, I don't like it. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Jake? <clears throat> now, see, remember you're in it neat, right? That I liked it. I thought it brought out a lot more flavor to me when I put the ice in it. Okay, it seems a little. It's good, but it seems a little uh, subtle, a little reserved for me. 
uh, right now. I, I, I enjoy a little controlled burn, if that makes sense, and a little more pop. Um, it doesn't burn I, much, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want something where I'm like, like it's a fire all the way down, but I, I want kind of that controlled burn, if that makes sense. Um, let me try. I mean, it's good. It's, I could easily sit here and drink this all night. By the way, I lo I'm looking at Jameson's website right now. It, the IPA and the stout are the only two. Oh, it's the only two? Okay, I just actually went to their website. Uh, oh, it is the only two. Okay. I saw another one on the shelf today. It must not have been cask mates or something else on the shelf. Holy shit. It did, right? Am I it right? absolutely opens it up. Yeah, but totally opened it up for me. I was like, whoa. Because at first I was like. It does. It changes it. Yeah, I was kind of like you. And I thought it was good, but I was like. Huh. And then I put the ice in it, and I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" Because I had the monkey both ways, and it wasn't much of a difference. Yeah, but, but this that, it one, opened. Yeah, exactly. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> it surprised me too. I was really like, surprised. now it's giving me just a nice. I can I can feel it up my nose, down my throat. Yeah. I feel like the flavors popping more. Yeah, that's yeah, it's really good. That's fantastic. Do we know? See, fuck, I hate to give them props. Why? So I had that copper lager. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I like it. Why? It's damn good. That's a problem. I fucking hate them because on the one hand, you have this copper lager commercial that's like totally promoting... Um, they don't come out and say craft beer, you know, necessarily, but it's sort of the elements of what makes craft beer. That's good. the Bud Light one, though, isn't it? Where they put them in the stocks? No, 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 no. Hold on. The, if you see the the one where they fill the glass with the copper and they talk about what went into making it. Oh, I don't. And they got like the one. cases of bottles, and they have the different bottle. You can tell that they're trying to appeal to a certain audience. And then five minutes later, you got fucking Bud Light on there throwing a guy in shackles just for having an opinion. And they're all chanting like, same beer, same beer, you know? And it's just like, God, they're playing both sides. That just irks me. Um, but, the, but the point I was going to make is they tell you exactly what they're aging it in, you know, it's Jim Beam. And so what I was going to ask is, and what surprises me is, so I, this is the first time that I'm aware that I've had something aged reverse than what I'm used to. This being aged in a stout barrel. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know that, that it's been done before. Beer. I don't know that it's been. Well, I mean, by a mass producer like Jameson, as big as them, maybe on a smaller scale, somebody's done it. But I, this is the first I've heard of it. I, I, uh, I'm the same way. I actually, I just learned of this. Um, I was in Milwaukee, uh, and I went to. I it was when I got my the the um, when I broke the screen of my phone for the so for that three or four hours that it takes them to replace a goddamn phone screen. I remember that day you were, I went, I went to uh, the world of beer <laughs> and I saw the castmates up on the shelf. So they had the IPA one. I didn't know there was a stout one at the time. I didn't know there was a stout one until we were in Ireland. Yep. Yeah. So I, I don't know of any others that are doing it. it. Like I said, it might be, might be done on a smaller scale. I, I don't see why it wouldn't have been done on a smaller scale. It's a good idea. Well, I, my question was to be, so this is definitely new. I love the idea. I always wonder uh, the other way, why uh, 
alcohol distillery companies, whatever the right terminology you want to use here, why they don't advertise the barrels that they use. Like, especially if it's a sort of well-known quality, uh, rare beer. Um, like it seems like just a good opportunity for some joint marketing to sort of help both brands. So um, from what I understand, I think, yeah, go ahead. I, I think we actually asked that at three sheeps, but I've also seen that question asked online. Um, because one of the reasons is because they can't always guarantee they're going to get the same kind. And I've seen that. Yeah. So they'd have to do a smaller batch. So like, do, like Jameson yes. just came into, or Budweiser came into an agreement with Jim Beam. So they would get the Jim Beam shit. So when you do a partnership like that, right? But the, the craft guys, they can't get that. Right. right? So they got to go. So they're actually our, our wine barrel and whiskey barrel brokers out there who these craft beer guys go to get these barrels. And you can give them a flavor profile, what you're looking for. You can try to ask for, hey, I want Buffalo Trace or I want Jameson or I want whatever. And they'll say, okay, yes, but we can only get this many or it's going to be more expensive or whatever. Um, and they could try to do it, but a lot of times it's just like, okay, this is the flavor profile I want, and that's what they try to go off of. So, it, and I I totally get that. Um, still, I think it, it'd be smart at least do a small batch with a name if you can if you can you know finagle it. Um, reverse looking at so looking at this, my question to you would be: a lot of times, well-known stouts, right? Well, if it's aged. It's aged in something that's already housed something else. But you can't put whiskey or scotch in a used barrel. Like that's a rule. So this would have to be, you would have to age this in a stout barrel that's only had beer and not uh, a barrel that was used for something else. And then the stout used that barrel to pull some of the flavor out of it. You couldn't do that. Right. You, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's just interesting to me. I, I hadn't seen this before. I got, you know, I got kind of a half chub over here. I'm excited. Now all of a sudden I want to look for, you know, I was looking for beer aged in, 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 uh, you know, distilled barrels. And now I want to look for the reverse. Yeah. <laughs> it's really it's awesome. very interesting, you know, and Jameson's the one that, that actually pulled it off and did it. So isn't it crazy that there are, are barrel brokers? <laughs> I mean, but it, 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 it always brings you back to fuck. Why didn't I think of that? I know. I know. <laughs> Who would have thought that a that a barrel broker would be a thing ten years ago? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I had a buddy for a while. He he basically worked for a company. Is he not your buddy anymore? No, 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 no. He's still my buddy. He's just He's not doing asshole. his job anymore. Um, ah. <laughs> he for a while worked for a company where he was basically, and this is not as interesting as a barrel broker, but he was basically a pallet broker. So they would buy and sell pallets and it was like really big yeah, I've business. Heard of, I've heard of people doing that exact yeah. same thing because the people want used pallets and they want to pay for the brand new pallets. And yeah, it's, yeah. Or sometimes all of a sudden, like, I don't know, Home Depot or whoever it is, their distribution center has to get out a shitload of stuff. And if they don't have enough pallets then all of a sudden you can jack up the price on them if they can't get them anywhere else because like they got to get the order out by X date. But then other times like they're fine and then you're just selling them. It, it was a, it's a crazy job. Anyways, yeah, there's there's <laughs> brokers, there's barrel brokers. What can we broke? Come on, fellas, let's broke something. Broke back. That got Wait a little a weird. <laughs> I think you and Chad did that in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey -o. laughs> 
um, once we are not recording, we'll have to tell you. Um, Whoa! Uh, the, the hilarious trick that Chad played on Gina. Oh yeah, yeah. We cannot say it. We, won't, we won't talk about it on the air. Oh, but it's we'll, so funny. once we're done, it was <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, the next one I want you—I do want you to try this tea leaf. Um, tell me what you think of it. I it, there's a little flavor on the end of it that I can't figure out what it is, and I can't decide if I like it or not. So. You can try that one. Um, I, so as part of for for work on the Thursday that I was there, um, as a team of it, we went to this old prison there in Dublin. That that during like the um, well, I don't know what do you call it, but back when Ireland was trying to become independent, basically mm-hmm. from England, um, it housed all the all the the war criminals basically. So it's super old. Absolutely fascinating place. Probably ghosts there, anyway. Probably, yeah. Um, so we went there, and then we went to Teelings, and we did a, a, a distillery tour of Teelings. And what I, I knew this, but I guess it didn't really click inside my head until I was there. But the distilling process is identical to the beer brewing process up until you get to the pot stills to distill it. So mm-hmm. how they get that liquid to distill and get the more alcohol out of it, they're still doing the mash and then fermenting it's identical to brewing a beer up until that point of where they put it in the, 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 the pot stills to, to distill it. So what I'm hearing is this winter, we're going to make alcohol. Well, so <laughs> and Chad and I already talked about this equipment uh, to get, we already, is- we already researched this. It well, is illegal, expensive right? as fuck. Only up to a certain amount. I've already looked at that too. But it's expensive as fuck to get a basically, what do you call it? A pot still or whatever it is. Yeah, a pot still. Like the guys that started that copper. $700. Remember when we went to that copper yeah. fill? They they were doing it illegally after they, but they had found yeah. like a used one from somebody. Yeah, so I got to look at it. Was like if really I could find a used one. Yeah, if I could find a used one. We got to go find like some antique that's like cheap. See, what we do first is we brew a stout. Okay. Yeah. Then we distill it. <laughs> and then we age it in the I <laughs> do our own our own cask mates. Still, <laughs> oh, I love that idea. But I mean, I'll I'll keep kind of researching a little bit this winter. I, I think the hard uh, thing with but, that would be though, Adam, and maybe it would be with the stout or with um I don't know what the, the do you call it grain alcohol at that point when you're distilling it? Um do we have the ability to have the right temperature controlled environment? We keep that where we need to with keep the burner, it. With the burner that I have that we use to... But what about when it's boiling? aging? Because don't those barrels age, whether it's a stout or whether it's a, a grain alcohol, don't they age in temperature controlled? Yeah, but it's not, it's no, it's not going to be any warmer or colder than your basement. Did we have a problem? Our basements were colder this year, this past winter than we thought, and screwed up. Our- yeah, that's because I because what I would usually had done in the past is I'd put a blanket around it, you know, to keep it warm enough. Or I actually the one winter actually where we did brew through the winter, I actually moved it into my office and kept it upstairs, and I didn't do it that time. So. I mean, you could, I could come over and just sit on it like a <laughs> <It's> like a <laughs> bird. Like a bird. <laughs> I'm gonna get cheese, I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Where's he? Where are you going to get? Old style. Uh, yeah, you guys are drinking chasers. I forget. I didn't. I think I've got. Um, 
some well, spotted cow and yeah, spotted cow being okay chaser. Yeah, I got spotted cow. I think I've got a Liney's original in there too. Oh yes. But I probably shouldn't come out of this podcast hammered like I was last night. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't gonna drink today. <laughs> I wasn't gonna drink today, yeah. <laughs> Brittany Brittany drank brandy with me last night. She drank she doesn't normally she, drink brandy, does she? No, she drank some of this right here. Paul Mason. Paul Mason. She like it? Yeah, we sat on the couch and, and we were I just had one glass of it. She kept asking for it. I was like, Don't you always make old fashions? Yeah. Yeah, I was I saw, you know, I went down the YouTube rabbit hole of whiskey and they were making old fashions. I think I'm gonna get this. Oh, uh, whiskey old fashioned? Yeah. I think uh, an old fashioned, proper old fashioned is made with brandy, but whiskey old fashions are good. I mean, you can make Southern Comfort old fashions. Um, well, brandy is a whiskey, though. Eh, mm, brandy is brandy is an extension of fermented wine. It's a it's a it's a grape based. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Liquor. And cognac, cognac, no, cognac, cognac and brandy are are similar, very, very similar. Right. Uh, but cognac can only be called cognac if it's made in the cognac region of France. Right. It, uh, if it's not made there, it's not cognac. All those, all those, and there's all those funny rules. You know, it can only be called. Irish whiskey is if it's if it's distilled and bottled or barreled. Yep. Ireland. It can only be called scotch if it's in Scotland, you know. It's just kind of scotch is the same way. But then in, in the US they kind of have those rules, but they're they're like nobody fucking follows them. Like to be, you know, no. or like, you know, like those type of things just because I mean Jack can call themselves whatever the hell they want and nobody's gonna say anything about it. Yeah. Well, I think of like a Door County Distillery. So they're doing all kinds of different. They've got a rye whiskey. They got a, a single malt whiskey. They've got a rye a, a bourbon. Um, right. But they don't. They can't do. They can't bottle something and call it a Scotch whiskey. So this Even one, though they they could they could do it. This hatch, the one we tried the first time, when I thought was really interesting. On, on the bottle, it says whiskey finished in Scotch whiskey barrels. No shit, really? Yeah, yeah, right there. So they finished it in Scotch whiskey barrels. <laughs> That's hilarious. They can't call it that Scotch. place. That place would be awesome. Um, I know you. I know you guys. You. I don't think you can do the the New Year's Eve thing, but um, I'm thinking that we're gonna probably end up going to Egg Harbor on the either. Well, we got we got to go through Egg Harbor to get to Sister Bay, but yeah. I think either on the way up or the way back. Uh, we're gonna stop at Hatch. Yeah, they're talking about doing New Year's up there. It, was there a specific place you were looking at going, Chad? Uh, we've we've already booked. Um, I will be in Sister Bay because that's where all the action is for New Year's Eve. But um, where the ch either the Church Hill or um, hold on, it's the one. It's one of the ones where I just right up the hill. You know, as you're as you're leaving Sister Bay, the town area, you go up the hill. Yep. That's uh, right. There's in Lazar, yeah. Okay. Well, there's two resorts, two hotel resorts right on the left side. One's Churchill, and the other one's um, I don't remember the name of it. 
I think we're staying at the other one. I can text Brittany real quick. But oh, yeah, fine. we're walking we're distance. Tonight. Walking distance from uh, Husby's. Okay. We are still discussing whether or not we're going to go. We have some expenses coming up with the dogs that we don't know if we're going to. Baylor. He's got to get snitched. He has, oh. he has a um, enlarged prostate, which is causing major issues. And the only way they say to fix that is to cut his balls off. Oh. So, um, but we've been dumping money into that. Jesus. That dog. We had, we had medicine that was 100 bucks a week. We had to do it for six weeks. <clears throat> That was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we're we're still discussing whether or not we're going to go up there for New Year's. So. Yeah. So Jake, while you were getting your old style, we were talking about Hatch Distillery again, and and I was saying that New Year's weekend or New, not, it's not a weekend, but New Year's Eve holiday, we're either going to stop um, on the way up through Egg Harbor or on the way back, uh, we'll be stopping by Hatch. It's called the Birchwood Inn, is where we're staying. So Jake, go ahead and drop the kids off with the uh, the parents, and we can all we'll all go up there. For uh, years. I I will ask. I um the only well first I was going to ask you, Jay, have you been to Lure? That's somewhere yeah, there. we ate there. That's where we ate for New Year's Eve last year. Did you like it? It's really good. Same owners of um, mm-hmm. um the, the that steak place. Yeah, which is where we're get we got reservations for the other place this year. Nice. Um. So. I'm trying to actually figure out New Year's. So usually what we do is we do Christmas with the wife's parents and we leave New Year's open if for my parents. So if we do something with them, if I can't. If we don't, then we might be in for something. Yeah, cool. So I will, I will throw it out there. Uh, so uh, try this teeling with me. I'm, I'm wanting to see your reaction to it. If I'm just off. I didn't have any more. I didn't have any more old style, did I? I didn't see it. Yeah, I don't know what I you looked. Know. I yeah, this may have been the last one. Look, he has to see the banquet bear. You're in the middle of the shelves, looking good. Banquet. Bear. Banquet bear. Cool. I've slowed down on buying beers. Like like we we talked about this in and back down there. You text. try that pseudo king I gave you. I haven't been well. I mean, I've been sick. barley wine. So here, here's the thing. Waters? I've been trying shit. Here's the thing. My body is. You've been trying shit. My body is trying to kill me. That's basically what it is. So, <laughs> I went to, my body is rejecting me. I went, I went to Dallas. I went. Violates doing what the rest of us are doing. <laughs> yes. I went, I went to Dallas, and on the flight home from Dallas, the motherfucker sitting next to me had a cold. So then I get home, and I have a fucking cold. And then between Dallas and Ireland, I had about a week, roughly. And just before we left to Ireland, I still had the sniffles, but it wasn't all that bad. I was kind of good. When I got to Ireland, it really wasn't bad at all. Uh, and then in, the, in Ireland, you guys, uh, Chad and my wife, left. And then Tuesday, Wednesday of that, they left on Monday. Then Tuesday, Wednesday of that week, they had like a, a heat spell, like the mid-60s, almost 70. Everybody in Ireland is like, um, we'd never get this weather <laughs> and so it was really nice and then thursday is the day that we went on these tours with my my uh my team and so i'm inside the buildings wearing like a sweatshirt because it cooled off that day and i'm sweating balls then we go outside where it's cold and we're walking all over right Dublin. so i wake up then friday with a cold all over again so then i fly home 
the whole flight home, I'm pretty much wiping my nose on my sleeve. Luckily, there's no guy sitting next to me. That was the emptiest flight I think I've ever seen from Ireland. There's so many. Really? Open, yeah. There's so many open seats. There's a guy. So originally there was a guy sitting next to me. I had a window seat. There's a guy sitting next to me. And then he got up, found a different seat and moved. Like, thank God. So then I had the whole row open to myself. Wow. <laughs> right. So I could just take Did my he get up because you were looking for just. So he, he got up because he didn't want to sit next to a fat man the whole flight. That's what he did. <laughs> no, and, that's not what I meant. That's why. Uh, and so then I get home and I'm like coughing and hacking like crazy. And I wake up this Sunday and I can barely stand up straight. I fucked up my back. I can barely walk. It's been horrible. My body is like, fuck you. Wait, 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 what happened to your back though? I don't know. The sciatica nerve. Does it lock up on it? Yeah. Is it right here? It goes all the way down my leg. Yeah. I... It was so really just... bad. And so like Monday, I tried to do, I did some work on Monday. Tuesday, I pretty much stayed all Tuesday in bed. I just laid there in bed. And then this morning was finally where I could actually stand up straight and walk for a little bit. So, so yeah, my body hates me. What'd you think? And when I got back from Ireland, as a result of me yes. sleeping with Adam and Gina, uh, oh. I was, I was, I was fucking sick as a dog as well. I had yeah. 103 degree temperature and I was hallucinating. My manager got sick while we were in Ireland. He had to go to an Irish doctor. He but Jesus. Yeah. It was bad. What do you think of that one? To me, there's something on the end. This is the tealing tealings. I didn't like, and I couldn't figure out what it is. Is it tealing or tealings? Uh, no S. Tealing. I like it. I I like it more than the than the castmates. So when, when we first got home, I opened no, I this up. I didn't try it with ice. We first got home, I opened this up, and I tried some, but I had a cold. I couldn't taste a damn thing. <laughs> I mean, it's it's got a. Uh, some flavor on the nose, a little bit of burn, very consistent going down, and then it's done. And then and then it goes away. It doesn't have a lot of legs, in my opinion. Um, but I could easily sit there and drink that. Some type of flavor on the back end that I do not like. Well, what's that taste you don't like? Can you describe it? I don't know. Shit? Shit? I don't... All right, well, well take that bottle with you. You can have it. Because <laughs> I ain't going to drink it. So if you like it, take it. Jesus when I go when I go back, I'll go back to Tealy and get something else. I like this monkey too. You can't have that one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> go get your own monkey. <laughs> I'm going to. For that price? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead and tealing me. I'm gonna go back to shoulder then because Oh man. So any uh any other stories, escapades, shenanigans from Ireland? Really. Not that we can talk about on. Not that we can talk about here. We'll tell you what on the air. Yeah, there's uh, there, there are two, there are two side there are two stories to tell. Two stories. Oh, two. I remember one. I I'm not leaving tonight, Adam. Until you gotta give me at least one. I gotta get at least a taste. No, Adam. You know what the other story is. I just can't say it on the air. That's what I remember. So what? Get taste of what? My dick. <laughs> two stories for that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that might require three stories, actually. Do we want to? Are we going to get into s- good. S- 
sports tonight? We can. Uh, the Red Sox are winning, so that's a good thing. Fuck the Dodgers. Uh, I Fuck them Dodgers. Fuck the Dodgers. So, you know, I, I did see an interesting article today, and it was um, – actually, it's a stretch to say it was interesting. I just can't think of another word that's good. <laughs> it wasn't really interesting. Never mind. It was, it was just like, an article. But it was basically saying, like, uh, was somewhat rhetorically asking the question, like, how can people still think that like it's good to root for the Red Sox? Like they're not an underdog. They've been a high spending powerhouse successful team now for a decade plus. So people are only supposed to root for underdogs? No, but it was just saying that like, you know, what's the difference between them and the Yankees over the last, I don't know, 13 years? Like why would you still root for them over, you know, a team that hasn't won in a long time or doesn't spend as much money or both? Um, now, once again, I'm rooting for the Red Sox. I the Dodgers irritate me for whatever reason. Well, I could actually get into why they irritate me. It goes back <laughs> to the, uh, the Cubs series with them. It goes back to Adrian Gonzalez, them making these money signs. They just they pissed me off. Um, I mean, that shit that Man Machado pulled was bullshit. Um, but he might be a Cub. Fuck no! You know what? I'd rather have Harper run into the outfield wall. I heard, I heard them today saying, it was uh, one of the, the radio stations they were talking about this. <laughs> one guy called in and goes, oh, no, it wasn't. It, who is the, the former Sox manager? What is his name? Gian? So Ozzy? Yeah, yeah. Ozzy, Ozzy Gian, was, the he, White Sox manager? He was on there. He's hilarious. Oh, They're talking to him about, you know, which one, if you were the manager, which one do you want? He was going back and forth. And then he stopped and he paused for a minute. He goes, hell, they have enough money. Just go get them both. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, they do. I mean, well, well, if they don't now, they they will when they create their own TV station, which is coming. exactly right. Yeah. So what's always that? Always moving to the brandy. Going to brandy. Um, Chad, I I know that um, you have fully converted long ago to the Cub side, but I was curious. Did you sense? Was there a big um, exhale of? I don't know. I don't know if sadness is the right word, but sort of being bummed when the Brewers got bounced around the area. Was there a big, a big bandwagon going? It was palpable. It was. It was palpable. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We were out. Um, World Series. Huh? Have they ever won a World Series? They've never won. They went in 1982. Got beat by the Cardinals. Okay. Um, we were out. For lunch on Saturday, um, and that people were wearing, bre- I mean, brewer stuff everywhere, and ever it just everybody just felt like it was just a air of bumness, mm-hmm. of which I didn't really care. I, I mean, I you know being living in Wisconsin happy. in that in that series, and because I hate the Dodgers, I was I was rooting for the Brewers even though they beat the Cubs. I just I, I can't stand first. the Dodgers. There's no nothing, nothing. There's nothing that would make me root for the Brewers. They're probably the, the one well, team I hate the absolute uh, really? most. I absolutely hate the Brewers. They were. I mean, I can't stand Ryan Braun. I, I think, hate. Yeah, I can't stand uh, him either. I think that really looks, looks like a douchebag. Is a piece of shit. The guy that got caught with all the tweets when he was like, you know, five years ago. And now he's a different person. Yeah, right. He's an awesome pitcher. What's his name? Uh, Bulls one. Like anybody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's their first one of the season. Anyways, I, I was rooting for them, though, just because I can't stand the Dodgers uh, even more so. 
And, you know, I honestly think that, like, the Brewers might have been better equipped for this series against the Red Sox because it looks like the only I, way yeah. to beat Actually, the Red Sox out slug them. I think they're, I think the, out of the four teams that were left, I think that the Brewers are probably the best team overall. They just didn't execute those last couple of games. Uh, mm. I don't know how you could disagree with that. I would say is, you don't know how I could, well, let me, I'm glad you're sitting down. (laughs) Um, I mean, I could start listing off for you all of the offensive stats that the Boston Red Sox put up this year. But you just said the Brewers bullpen. You just said the Brewers were better equipped if they had faced the Sox. Better equipped to have a competitive series, not necessarily. I didn't yep. say that they would have won it, um, but I mean the Dodgers. I just I, their only chance is to somehow hit better than they've been hitting, and they're going to get swept. They'll get swept. They might. They, you know what? And fuck them. Good. I don't care. Um, listen, just because I said just just because I said that doesn't mean I was saying that the Brewers were the best team. I just think it would have been a better matchup, but. Any case, um, so it was palpable up there. It was, it was. You c- I could even feel it uh, as I mean, you know, we're you know a week past them getting beat this pet this weekend. We and we were up, so that was Saturday. No, it wasn't a week. It was just last weekend or just last Friday. Um, yeah. Well, we're a week past it now, I guess. But anyway. Saturday lunch here in Hartford. Sunday we go up to Door County. Same thing. You could see the 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 droopy eyes among the people that were wearing Brewers stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, something I think the state felt. Do you know quickly? And I don't. And if we don't know this, we can just maybe review it uh, months from now if we do a baseball uh, preseason sort of episode. But do you know offhand, Chad, if there's any big names that they might lose in the offseason? I, I mean, they traded for Mustakis, so he's going to be gone unless they pay him. But I don't know if that's that big a deal. They could just go back to playing Shaw. Is there anybody else that's going to be a big? I can't think of anybody that's going to. No, I. Ames there, Yellick's there, Aguilar's there. I can't yeah, think. Yeah, RC is good. Um, assuming Shasin still signed the the sick relief pitcher that they have. God, why can't I think of his name? Well, there's Jeffress and um, uh, <laughs> um, the kid with the long hair. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. One that's like a lefty and throws just straight gas and it was just K in the Cubs at the end of the year. Yeah. Starts with an H. Last name starts with an H. You start all, I th- all I can think of is Hamels. <laughs> Hater. Hater, yeah. Yeah, Hater. I mean, he should be back. You know, uh, last thing I'll say, that last game, like I understand that Jeremy Jeffries was really good for them down the stretch. And basically, he had reasserted himself as a closer down the stretch of the regular season, but he had not been good in the playoffs. And I don't understand why they went to him in game seven when they did. That seems, I mean, his like final playoff ERA was like over seven or something. I don't know, whatever. I thought that was a mistake. It, when it was happening, I, this was not hindsight 2020. I legit thought, like, 
don't put in Jeffries. I'd rather see one of their young guys like Freddie Peralta or something. But anyways, I, I, I don't think that it was the. I don't. I really don't think it was a strategy that lost that game. Those games, though, I think it was just lack of offense. I mean, mm. they just they just Fair weren't connecting. Yeah, yeah. They no, you're connecting. right. Right. I mean, that's how they got there. So you know, it was only going to be a matter of time before the Dodgers scored if they weren't going to do anything. So that's you're absolutely right. But um, still, in that moment, Jeffries would have been about the last person I would have gotten to in the bullpen. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So, Chad, moving on, um, give us, before we talk about football, football, give us a quick, quick fantasy football update and let me know where your head is at on that big blockbuster trade you made. Uh, you want my fantasy football update? I fucking suck. Love it. This is great. <laughs> I'm really disappointed in my team. And it, it's I've got a I've got what's, tier one players. They're just underperforming. Ever since what, what's your best record? I don't, I forget how many teams you have. We have 12, 12 teams. No, but how many different leagues are you in? Just one? Just one, yep. What's your record? Two and five. Oh. Yeah. You you almost gotta win out to make the playoffs. I know. And I've got Drew Brees. I've got Mike Evans. I've got Jarvis Landry. Um, I've got Goskowski as my kicker. I got the Bears defense. I got the Patriots defense as well. Kicker? <laughs> huh? No, I just like that your fourth best player is your kicker. Oh, he's just the fourth. Not my fourth best player. He's just the fourth one that came. Fourth one that came to my mind. Um, I've got Problem. my running. I've got you know decent. Running backs and Chris Thompson um, had Belial Powell until he went on IR today. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Did you did you cut him? Yep. Did you pick up any of those Jets guys like um, Cannon? I want to say, or some people think that the McGuire guy is going to come back in a couple of weeks. Negative. I picked up. Uh, uh, Jalen Richard from uh, Oakland. Nice pickup. Nice. Marshawn Lynch went on IR. Nice pickup. Yeah. So I got him. He uh, retired. And Christian McCaffrey. I, I, he was my first round pick. He's everybody's just been way underperforming. I now have this in one league, but it's a PPR league, so he always has a nice floor. Yeah. Dear Lord, does Cam Newton always steal his touchdowns? Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm really happy with my, the players that I have, I just, they're just not performing week to week. So yeah, I, I've basically got to run the table. Who said that, uh, for the rest of the season in order to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, before we transition off of your fantasy football update, uh, today, Gronk hasn't done much. Do, do you, <laughs> Bell can still help you. Do you have any regrets about that deal? None whatsoever. I think that's probably um, that's the, that's the move the, the move of can my season. The listeners, what that deal was again? So I traded Gronk, Gronk, Golden Tate, Randall Cobb for Le'Veon Bell. Mm. Okay, so that deal took four. Eh, not quite four days, three and a half days to get done. Chad put in some work on this. So I did. 
So I still have Bell sitting on my bench. You know, nobody knows when he's going to come back, if he's going to come back. what he, he will at some point. So I was banking on the fact that Bell would come back, and if I suck in the beginning, the first half of the season, that maybe Bell can carry me out the rest of the way. But I need him to come back. I really – even, you know, I don't even know if you – know, I'll start him. I, I was thinking if we, when it, first week he comes back, I won't start him. I will. Um, I think you have to. Um, but getting rid of Gronk, I, I, he, was one, he was the one player in my draft that I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab him as soon as I can, if I can, when I was able to. I'm going to play him week one. He's got, he scored 17 points or something like that week one for me. And then after that, I'm going to start looking at trade because I figured he would come out of the gate strong, but he's going to get hurt. He does every, he just, he's injury prone. So week one, he balled out week two, not so good. Week three, not so good. Week four, he's hurt. Now we're in week seven and he doesn't even play. And Randall possibly been hurt the whole time too. And Randall Cobb's been hurt. Tate's been okay. Uh, he's, huh? You're not like super missing him. I mean, no, not at all. I mean, he's a he's a good, you know, middle of the road receiver. Um, pretty reliable, but he's not going to put up some big points. So, yeah, I'm still even though I have zero points from this trade, I'm still I'm still really really happy with it. Because it doesn't really seem like it, it really has changed where your outcome is and, and the, the um, potential still exists for him to come back and, ha- and give you a boost. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be this week, but, yeah, you know, if there he can so come back. He was going to come back that first week, right, when they were going to get to go on the bye. After the, well, it was, well, it wouldn't have done him any good to come back on, on the bye week because the, the, the Steelers could have just said, you know, we're on a bye week, we don't have to pay you. Right. So he doesn't have to come back on the bye week, but I mean, if he comes back week nine and I can get, you know, six, seven good games out of him, I might still have a chance, even though I'm two and five right now. I went from being the best coach in the league week one, second best coach in the league week two, to like bottom of the barrel and. I'm like number 10 on the power rankings out of 12. <laughs> How's your fantasy leagues doing? So I'm in three. So one league I am seven and zero. Oh. Uh, you guys are frozen. Really? Because I see us moving on the screen. Do you hear? <laughs> I can hear you now. I can see myself moving too, but you, you just froze like this. That's my face. That wasn't a phrase. That's just what I look like. Uh, <laughs> one league, I'm seven. I'm seven and zero. I have it. Uh, God damn it! Uh, Seriously. But the caveat is that league is only an eight-team league by by purposely. It's a redraft eight-team. Still, it feels fantastic. Uh, another league, I I co-commish. We are four and three. We're hanging on to like a fifth or sixth place, which is a playoff spot. But we're we're struggling for a second running back. Um, we had drafted Royce Freeman at the at the well at the draft, hoping that he would be a stud. Frozen uh, again. You're like this. No, that's just my face. Can you hear me? I can now. So not sure what's going on. 
Maybe it's you. Maybe your eyes are freezing. <laughs> Creep. Um, so yeah, got the seven and zero team, four and three team, and then I have another team that is uh, three and four in a sixteen team league. And in that league, my points for are crap. So that league, I'm like, I feel like I'm pretty much screwed. Um, but so if you if you got one league I'm dominating, one league I'm sort of in the mix, and one league I'm sort of screwed. Eh, that balances out to a decent year, I'd say. Yeah. Well, I am back 84 points, and this is uh, this. Up until last week, I was only back 10, um, so I've lost some serious, serious point total for the overall. I think I let's see. I'm one, two, three, four. Uh, so I'm fifth in total points, but I'm two and five. So you're better than your record. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, how's your fan? Oh, never mind. Wow, wow. <laughs> Did, have you played fantasy before? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I have. But my ADD kicks in and I stopped giving a shit. So. ADD. Yeah. So, the so other thing. the Bears? Huh? Yeah, this is what I was going to say. Painfully, I believe last time we had a, cat, a podcast, the Bears were in first. The Bears are currently in fourth place in the North. And yeah, smart. and they've got the Jets this weekend, right? The Patriots beat us, but you know the the Lions just went on the road and beat the Dolphins. Well, and that actually probably should have been an easier win than it was. Right. So, so I don't. That, I mean, the Lions. The Lions aren't good. That loss hurts. That loss that the Bears had down there. Granted, they had they had a chance to win multiple times, so to speak, especially with. But wow, that one hurts. But they're not. I mean, they're in last place. They share last place with the Lions. I'm looking at the standings now. In looking at the, looking at the division. Well, the Lions got the tiebreaker because they they beat the Pack, so they're one and zero in the division. So that's right. What is there now the right. Bears still beat one in the conference, so that that is good. Ish. The division isn't great. I mean, the Vikings four two and one, and you know, what does that give them six forty three? Not good. Winning, winning percentage. Uh, the Pack three two and one, and then Lions of Bears three and three. So, I mean, there's a lot of football left to be played. I don't know if anybody can beat the Chiefs or the Rams though. Right. I mean, the the Packers Patriots have, beat. Patriots. Huh? Packers have the Rams this weekend, right? They do, yeah. And then we have Bears have uh, Jets. Jets. Yeah. At uh, Soldier Field, right? Yes, it is home. So, yeah. What what I think is just funny. Not funny. It's it's annoying. But if you listen to Sports Radio Chicago, (laughs) (laughs) if you listen to the week where Trubisky, you know, almost set a record. Scoring touchdowns, right? Like he was the king. 
he was the shit. And then now after this week, you listen to like, get the fuck a bum out of here. What were they doing? <laughs> like, oh my God, people. Last week was the best, and this was like, come on. They're just, it's completely short-sighted. It's just, it's hilarious to listen to. Well, that's sports radio. I mean, that's, you're, you, you're not going to, you won't get away from that in nope. any market. It's pretty funny. To listen there's, to. there's a lot of people here, Chad, who every week it's, uh, it's, it's a complete roller coaster. It's either Mitch is the future or Mitch sucks. But their their opinion changes with Everywhere. every down. Yes. <laughs> the one down he throws an amazing throw. Oh, he's the best. He's the future. The next down he throws a pick. Ah, get that fucking bum out of here. What the fuck are we doing? Okay. So what do you guys say? Yeah, what I'll say about Mitch is this. Um I, first of all, before we even start this conversation, you have to understand, which you don't understand, Chad, because fuck you. But <laughs> you have to understand that Bear, Bears fans are like, uh, it's like we've been in an abusive relationship when it comes to quarterbacks. Like, um, oh, yeah. totally had get that. nothing forever. So it really wouldn't take much for us to be just, you know, in love. Um, now, for Mitch specifically, I'm mostly frustrated with – I get that last year, like, he only played, like, 13 college games because he was, like, a transfer or some shit. He only started one year in college. I get that last year almost doesn't count because John Fox ran the most boring, basic, non-modern-day NFL offense possible. Um, so, to some regard, you know, Trubisky truly is learning a modern-day NFL offense, and we're watching it happen. Um, so I get that. I do. I hate when he underthrows people. I, the, the fucked up thing is on the streak plays, on the seams, and down the sidelines, he's underthrowing people. On the crossing routes across the middle of the field, he's overthrowing people. Like, that should be flipped. If you're going to miss, you, you should miss the long routes uh, over the top and the short routes underneath. Like, so that drives me nuts. That being said, if this Patriots game is like the floor, if that's the worst game you're going to get from Mitch, that is miles better than 99% of the quarterbacks we've had as Bears fans. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I, I'm still hopeful. I, there's no guarantee he's going to be good. He's certainly athletic. Nagy is certainly a smart offensive coordinator that knows how to get something out of him. Um, so I am hopeful, but... I, I am not convinced that he will be, you know, a starting quarterback, I don't know, three years, five years from now. I, I don't know. I hope so. I don't know. Adam, what do you think? Give it time. That's what I say. I say every, everybody wants it, wants him to be a Brett Favre today. Like they want True. him to be just the, they want him to be really what they want is him to be better than Aaron Rodgers right now. <laughs> well, that would be great. Wait, is it? Come on. I mean, we know how little he played in college, right? We know how little he's played here. We gave him time. I, I, I see so much promise of the team that I've never seen before <laughs> on both sides of the ball, um, much more than, you know, in, in the past, especially now that Mac is there, as long as he stays healthy. Um, but I think, I think Trubisky is going to be good. I think uh, – we have to solidify what's around him, which has almost always been the problem. If you look back, yeah. That's all we we get a decent quarterback in in Cuddy, 
Yeah. But then we surround quarterback. Him. We didn't surround you know? him with a whole lot. He had that year where like Forte and Bennett were good right. and um Brandon Marshall was here, but it was only really one season that uh, that all came together. Right. Exactly. Um so I think I think there's promise. That's what I think. I think uh, you know, there's promise. It's patience, which is not a Chicago fans virtue. No. Chicago media is tough. It's hard to chat, and I know that like not that I have any sympathy loss for your team, but I know that the Packers have had some injuries at wide receiver. Um and injuries are part of the NFL. But you know, Allen Robinson hurts his groin and our young guy Anthony Miller has a separated shoulder he's dealing with. And suddenly the Bears are right back to starting having a very thin wide receiver core and starting some shit player. At least, listen, I know the guy plays his heart out, and he's probably fine on special teams, but that Bellamy guy is not a receiver. I mean, that was brutal watching him, like, <clears throat> lose balls, <laughs> lose balls on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Adam's right. Like, we still don't have a lot of depth around uh, Trubisky. Um, the fucked up thing, too, is, Chad, like, the last young quarterback we were excited about that was a high draft pick was Rex Grossman. <laughs> Kyle Orton had Nick a decent beard. career, but he wasn't a first round pick. He was like a fourth round pick. Um, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I guess the bar's low, but Mitch also looks good compared to that. Um, I don't know. I mean, is anybody, there's a rumor that there's video, one of these NFL documentary shows or something. There's a rumor out there that Belichick this past weekend was on the sidelines and said to his team, said to his team, he can't beat us with his arm. Just keep him in the pocket and don't let him run. Basically making the point that he's not accurate enough to beat them and just don't let him run. And I don't know if it's true that this happened. Um, It was all over like social media. Whether he said it or not, the statement's probably correct, at least for that day. Yeah. You know, some days he's on, some days he's off. But for that day, Belichick would have been right. But that but that's the thing. We've seen him be on. Right? Yeah. So we so we, we know that it's there. But with any young player getting that consistency to where you, you want it, it just takes time. So and he didn't composure... he didn't have a mentor either. It's not like he had not like oh, he came, I know. you know like he came in like Rogers came in with Favre. Yeah, Favre wasn't a mentor though. Favre was a dickhead <laughs> and a drunk. I heard stories if Favre had been such a drunk in Atlanta, he would have been a Hall of Famer and played five more years. That's what I've well, heard. And- well, mentor as a person's one thing. Mentor as a player is another. Fair enough. So, I mean, Rodgers got what right. he needed from Favre. He play right away, Rodgers. How long did he wait, Chad? Four Two years. Seasons. Four? Jesus. But Jesus. It's like that's uh, NFL. Well, he he got a he went in. Uh, I think the it may have been three because he went in two in the in the third season. I think for Favre um, when he got when he got yanked, and then it was the next year that he was a starter. So like we got no comp, Chad. Since then, the closest situation to that is probably Garoppolo, who eventually got traded before he got a chance to overtake Brady. Like, what's a comp since where you had that good of a quarterback and that good of another quarterback 
you know, sit on the bench waiting for his turn. I'm trying to think of one. I don't have one. Mahomes? Yeah, but Alex Smith is not as good as Brett Favre was. I mean, no. Alex is a good career quarterback and certainly still playing above average, but he's no Hall of Famer. No, but that's that's probably the nearest I can come up with. Yeah, yeah. But that just goes – like that situation is not common. Right. Plus, they just push those – they just – they push those first-round guys to play as soon as possible. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> so, I what I was going to ask, Chad, is um, what is the current pulse temperature up there in – and fudge packer land people feel good about the team is there anybody in the division people are scared of do they think that the vikings are hitting their stride do they think that mitch is crap like is what's the sentiment up there let me let me come back to that in just a second i have one more question about you guys and the bears so i was i'm looking at the remaining schedule i think the bears have there's eight weeks left I think the Bears have three challenging games. They've got the Vikings twice and they got the Rams. The Jets should be I would think the Jets should be a win. You got the Bills after that, the Lions after that. Vikings, Lions again, Giants. Packers, that'll be a good game. That could be a toss-up. 49ers should be able to take them and then the Vikings again. So out out of eight games left, three decently challenging games. What do you? What's your take on what's left? Get back to me after the Jets. <laughs> Adam, Adam, Adam's right. Adam's absolutely right because the NFL is week to week. Let's be honest. Yeah, but if, if you look at, I did think about your question though today, and this was outside of this podcast, Chad. And what I came to is if the Bears win the games they should win, which is Jets, Bills, Giants, and 49ers, if they win the games they, they on paper should win, that puts them at 7-3. and three. That leaves them playing two games against the Lions, two games against the Vikings, one game against the Packers, one game against the Rams. If they go three and three, if they go five hundred in those games, they finish the year at ten and six, which will probably get them into the playoffs. So if you ask me today, I think Adam's right. I think that the reality is the NFL is a week to week league. Oh, absolutely. If Matt Well, goes, I think I think the Bears are a week to week team. Well I mean, really, because like I said, you're dealing with a with a quarterback right now that we we've seen him be great one week, and then what the fuck just happened? And we've also week. seen what happens when uh, Mac rolls an ankle. All of a sudden, <laughs> right. well, that's just it. I mean, the week to week thing is absolutely true with injuries. I mean, you just yeah, you never absolutely. know. I mean, look at Forty ers had Garoppolo, and and you know they were looking at a playoff contention, and then he gets hurt. And now they suck. Yeah, but the fucked up thing is oh, like wow. their backup quarterback's been decent, and they gave the Packers everything they had. I'm not saying that like you know. That would happen every time that they play each other. But I'm saying on that night, they were able to to to, to give a good effort because that's the NFL. Yeah, yeah, against a Packers team that's been that's injured. Absolutely. So I'm not, I mean, 
trying to take a dig at the Packers. I'm just saying. No, I know. I'm yeah, but uh, those but wins the, I'm counting as wins for the Bears, which is really right. weird. That's the point, though. I know the Dolphins take a dig at the Packers whenever he gets. So it's really obvious. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> I do. So I it's really but hard. Injuries to define the weeks. If you had to ask me, based off of talent and coaching, talent and coaching, the Bears should. I would be disappointed if they did not finish at ten and six. Okay, that, that was my question. Where do you think you're going to finish? Because the uh, schedule, the remaining schedule, other than the three challenges, looks pretty good for the Bears. Uh, so related related to the NFL, Chad can see what I'm. Yeah, what is? Oh, I will let. Consult- <laughs> oh, this is a New York Post. <laughs> So the headline here in the New York Post is Raiders players turn on John Gruden. So now there's broken vows. <laughs> there's more though. If you, um, when I was Google searching, trying to find this headline, because I saw this notification on my phone, but I didn't open the uh, the link. So uh, you can. There's all these different headlines. So it's not just. I mean, New York Post, but um, yeah. I mean. I, I texted you guys. I sent you guys on Signal. I texted you like, what is Gruden doing with what, Amari Cooper and then and Mac? Like, I think the guy's fucking crazy. And I've said that from <laughs> for a long time. I haven't liked John Gruden since he was the offensive coordinator for the Packers back in 92, 93 or 93, 94, whatever it was. I, I, he, he is a loose cannon. Um, He's a great football mind, but as a head coach, I mean, he took the Bucks to the Super Bowl, yeah, but man, so here's your ten-year deal. He's in year one, and he's he's dismantling the team. Yeah. So in this in this article, I guess the Athletic is the one that actually has a story, and and New York Post is pulling from it. But um, there's a couple quotes here I think are are pretty good. So. from an anonymous player uh, was quoted as saying, when what you say and what you do are two different things, there's a problem. We all have to believe in each other and pull in one direction. The Mac trade was a real stiff jab, said one player. But the Cooper one was like a knockout punch, especially because we had just walked back in the door from the bye week. We didn't want to believe it was coming, and Coach said we weren't going to trade him. So, so the Adam, coach, coach had said they weren't going to trade him, and then they walked back from the bye week, and he's gone. Adam, are you are you sharing this with um, Chad? Right? Can people watch yeah, can, yep. this? Your screen. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, can you please go to isgrudengoneyet.com? Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, there's a website for this. yes, and please type in isgrudengoneyet.com. That exactly. The answer is no, <laughs> and it will count down his salary, oh my and God, it will also awesome. count up how much money he's made since you've been here. Ladies and gentlemen, you're the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, my gosh. That is so awesome. Gruden, so since, since I've loaded this page up, Gruden has made $6, $7. Since oh, I my God. Last week, and awesome. we watched this for an hour, and he made, like, I don't know, $600. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is freaking awesome. And no, he's not caught. So everything you're seeing, I mean, listen, he might defend it as saying, well, 
I got to clean house. I got to get all the veteran, you know, personalities out of here before I can control the team. But I think we all know in this case that, that he's probably the problem. <laughs> and I love this website. That I love fans. Awesome. I love it. That is awesome. <laughs> oh my God. I got to bookmark that. All that being said, John Gruden, if you're listening, I will be friends with you. Let's hang out. Uh, I won't. I will. I will because your fucking nut job would be awesome. <laughs> it would be hilarious and you're uh, loaded. So you're yeah, paying for everything. Exactly. And you're going to say, <laughs> Yeah. Supposedly yeah. It's, 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 he's got to wonder. Uh, I, I haven't heard anything like what, how he's spinning this or how the Raiders are spinning this trade as being, you know, what they needed or whatever. But uh, it's, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Did you guys see? I know we've been a little NFL heavy here. Did you see that the Giants have basically just been fire selling? They sold uh, the corner Apple, who was a former first round pick to the Saints. They sold a defensive tackle. I forget his name, but he was rated by Pro Football like two years ago as a top run stopping defensive tackle. Uh, They traded that guy to the Lions, which, you know, sucks for our NFC North teams. I mean, he's, you know, I mean, they're they're in full uh, fire sale mode. What do you think? What do you think the reaction would be if the so the trade deadline is six days away? If they offered up Odell, he he really. I mean, he's not carrying the team. He's not really doing anything for him. Um. I mean, if you did, you watch the game. The the uh, what was that Monday night game? Giants. I and, did watch it. John O'Mara, John Mara does not like him. I understand that, but Odell still looked like, despite dropping that two point conversion, looked like a difference maker out there in his prime. If it were me, regardless of how much I like him, I would try to get a young quarterback with. Saquon and Odell as soon as possible. And remember, this is a championship coach that's talking here. So pay attention. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I just, you know, when here's the question is the question is this for me, Chad. How long is Odell going to be elite and how long is it going to take you to get a quarterback? Because I I do, I don't necessarily like Eli, you know, but I do respect him. But the reality is, like, he's done. If you watch him, it's almost sad. Like, he crumbles when they were trying to do, like, a QB sneak. And it's like, I, like, I cringe. I don't want to watch this. I feel bad. Dude, so, he, he, should have, he should have retired before this year started. Because the reality is, like, you should have drafted a quarterback before a running back. I, Saquon clearly is awesome. But if yeah. you best years now – that sucks. If it if if it's two three years from now before a drafted quarterback's ready to win you something, Saquon might already be out of his prime because that's that's how it goes with running backs. So so as far as Barkley or or OBJ, I think the real question is how quickly can you get a young quarterback up and running? And if it's going to take you more than two seasons, maybe you're right, Chad. Maybe they do trade. Because I, I kind of think they have to. I think they need to be looking at right now. I think they need to be looking because they need to be looking at the draft next year. 
They should have been looking at the draft last year, but yeah, but they didn't. So two years ago, that's what they need to be doing ago. now. So guys like um, who I, I don't watch college football. Is there any? Is there quarterbacks out there this year? Is it supposed to be a good draft for quarterbacks? Well, uh, Hornybrook for Wisconsin. I don't remember if he's a junior or a senior, but I wouldn't be surprised if he enters the draft next year. I draft him just for his name. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, actually, I was telling Brittany the other night, what if his girlfriend's name was Brooke and they got married? Brooke Horny Brooke. <laughs> uh, that only that only makes me laugh, apparently. What are you guys looking at? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Fuck you guys. Well, that would be the last name. <laughs> Brooke Hornybook. That's that's hilarious. I don't get your joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going back to the earlier topic, <laughs> is there any chance Bell gets traded before the deadline? Yeah. And how happy would you be if that happened? If he gets traded to the Packers? Well, Packers for... I don't care who he gets traded to. Or any team just for your fantasy team. Yeah, I don't care who he gets traded to. I mean, I would say at this point, anybody would help you. Yeah. Because he ain't doing shit for you. As long as he's playing, I, don't, I could care less who he plays for. Mm-hmm. Well, if he got traded to the Bears and he was awesome. Fine. And your fantasy team takes off, but the Packers miss the playoffs. Hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. What, what would you do? <laughs> well, I've heard I have, to, I have to keep – I have to separate the, the, two, the two. You know, I mean, I've I'm, I'm been playing the Bears defense in my, in my league, and they've been doing good except for this last weekend, which is Jake's fault. But, I mean – if he if he went to the if he went to the Bears, yeah, I'd still play him. I you know fantasy's fantasy. You shouldn't be in a league where they call it defense, but they give them special teams points. That's not defense. That's defense. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not really sure. I'm happy about that, to be honest with you. Um, you the know, Patriots blocked you blocked do that. No, yeah, blocked punt. Um, now they did score two defensive touchdowns. So, I mean, that was a big part of it. But, yeah, I got the, – the Patriots defense did get points because of block punts. Yeah, the, the block punt was a touchdown. And they had a kick return by Cordell Patterson, which was a fucking touchdown. Yeah. My guess is that was 14 points or 12 points, whatever really counts as a touchdown for the defense slash ST, which is stupid. Either make it defense – or do IDPs or something. Like, yeah, and the right. weird thing is it's not all special teams. Like a, if, you, if you run back a punt or if you run back a kickoff, it doesn't count. But a block That's... punt counts. See, so in, in the leagues that I'm in, and all my leagues are different, but every league has come to the same conclusion that special teams like a return goes to the player. So that player is already good enough to start, say, for a wide receiver, then it's just a bonus that they also play special teams. Well, the defense is separated from the special teams. The defensive stats are just defensive stats. So, yep, I agree with you. I totally Although, agree. With otherwise, you. what if you want to draft? If, the, if what you're drafting or you're getting off free agency is a defense slash 
special teams. All right, so be it. But yeah, I have no disagreement with you, man. Rabble, 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 rabble. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Shadow. God damn it. I didn't win the mega bucks. You asked us, what is the Packers record going to end up as? Well, and then maybe we'll get off the NFL. Hold on before you answer. So they run their bye week week seven. They got at Rams at Los Angeles Rams undefeated, right? Yes. At, at New England, home against Miami, at Seattle, which isn't as good as it used to be, but still probably a tough place to play, right? The, well, it's loud. It's loud, right? Yep. At Minnesota, four of their next five games are on the road. Home versus Arizona, that probably looks like a cakewalk. Home versus Atlanta. Atlanta can score, but it has no defense. At Chicago, at New York, home versus Detroit. What say you, Chadillac? I didn't win the Powerball either, so fuck you both. Three, two, and one, as it stands today. You know, there's a really good article by like uh, Business Insider, or or maybe it was. They talked about the expected value over a long period of time of playing the lotto. Basically, said you shouldn't play. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we're going to lose this weekend against the Rams. Okay. I think we will lose the next Vikings game. Well, hold on. What do you think is going to happen at New England? I think we'll lose. And those are the three. I think we'll lose Rams. I think we'll lose Vikings. I think we'll lose Patriots. Okay. So, so right there, that puts you at three, five, and one. Yep. Um, I think we'll... Some of these games are difficult. The Bears game that's 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 going to be like I, like I said when we were talking about the Bears schedule. That's going to be that's going to be a good game. Could go either way. Mm-hmm. We should be able to beat the Lions. Well, wait, let's do the games you should win. So, what are the games you should win? You should win Miami at home. Should win Miami at home. You should win Arizona at home. It e- should be easily yes. You should win Atlanta at home. Yes. And I'm going to that game. Nice. And you should win Detroit at home. Yes. So that's one, two, three, four wins, plus those three losses puts you at seven, five, and one. So now we're so we're at seven, five, and one. Yep. What's going to happen at Seattle? I think we'll take that one, even though it's. A difficult environment. I don't think that Seattle's defense is anywhere. I, I don't think Seattle's defense can handle. To, it's all subject to injury. But if if the receivers are the the receiver core is good, Adams is still playing, Rogers is still healthy. I think they take that game. Okay, so I put you at eight five and one. So the only two games we need to figure out are. At Chicago and
at Minnesota were losses, right? Minnesota Rams, Patriots losses. Right, so that's three, five, one. That's nine games. And then we picked four games, Miami, Arizona, Atlanta, Detroit. You're going to win at home. That puts you at 13. We just said Seattle puts you at 14. That leaves Chicago and... Oh, well, at New York, you probably win at New York. Yes, I think so. The Bears game is a, is a question mark. Six. Well, you're basically at nine, five, and five one. Five and one, yep. Nine, five, and one, and, and I got the Bears at 10, six. So it, it really comes down to, wow, that week 15 game is going to be huge, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We should get together for that one. Can we? Can you put in the paperwork now? Yeah, to come down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, book it, Dano. Sunday, December sixteenth, twelve p.m. That game could get flexed. Oh, December sixteenth. We got something going on that day. No, I got uh, Brittany's work parties at fifteenth at Potawatomi Casino in Milwaukee. Mm. I'm going to be hungover. That's okay. Maybe we could. Well, the dogs will already be taken care of. Maybe we could drive down Sunday morning. Mm. We might be able to do that. And just drink more. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to drink to get rid of the hangover. Or smoke. Mm -hmm. It could just be a smoke out. That might be all right. Good hot box Jake's car. <laughs> I would love to. Oh, uh, dude, that hmm, that is uh, uh, quite helpful after too many beverages. <laughs> Trying to pass some knowledge on. Quite helpful after too many beverages. Which I'm pretty much at right now. <laughs> All right. So what should I finish with? I mean, that's my favorite. But God, that was fucking good. Is it though? I was surprised. I, I was surprised by it. The monkey shoulder? Yeah. I was surprised by how good that was. Yeah. I'm going to have to go buy some more of that real quick. I'm out of brandy note. I mean, I'm out of brandy. I'm out of cognac. I'm out of whiskey. I'm out of everything. This is this is my last drink other than vodka and rum. Like in the whole house? Yep. Except for beer. Except for beer. Tomorrow he's going to be like, he's going to drop like a couple hundred bucks on booze tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just restocking, honey. I'm just restocking. It is payday tomorrow, so. So, Adam, I know I, know I said we were done with That's NFL, Thursday. but can you just say quickly what that headline was that you found? Oh, oh yeah. The yeah. lottery one. Yeah. Juju, was it Juju <laughs> Smith? Yeah. He, he bought a lottery ticket. He, he was hoping that uh, he'd win and then he could get Le'Veon. Was he going to pay him? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh, man, you got a, almost a full bottle of monkey shoulder there. I can see that. Yeah. 
I know. There's a couple more I wanted to get today, but they were in the in the Lake Villa liquor stores. They're expensive, so I was like, yeah, hold on. What were you looking at, Adam? Uh, Highland Park 12-year. Supposed to be really good. Um, and shit, what was the other one? I can't remember. Yeah, Lake Villa Liquors. I went to that little place. Uh, Dude, they're so damn expensive. Yeah. They had like Macallan 12 for like 100 bucks. Like, are you yeah. freaking kidding me? <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Where did you go to th- find the ones that you wanted? Where were you educating yourself? Oh, what? what? Where did like, I go to figure out which ones I wanted? Yeah. There's a couple of YouTube videos that I was watching. There was one where they were saying like the best, um, the best whiskeys for like new new whiskey drinkers, you know, and I went through and listened to that and a lot of them I'd heard of, but a lot of them I hadn't. That's where I heard the monkey shoulder. Um, you know, of course they had the Glenn Levitt and McAllen, of course, but sure. But yeah. And I'm very, very happy with this monkey shoulder, man. Jeez. That's really good. So the game two of the World Series is final. Um, Boston was now it four two? Four two Boston. Boston, yeah. Boston's up two nothing. The game, uh, the series two three two, right? So it goes back to L.A. Uh, Chad, are you still thinking that this is a sweep? Yep. Adam, I don't think it matters where they play. Boston's Boston's so much better than the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a sweep. I think the Dodgers might pull one out at home, but probably one, right? Yeah, I would think they might pull one. Five game series, maybe. Yeah. But I Boston's gonna win regardless. I you know, I don't have this, but I'd be curious. My guess is the team that goes up two oh wins like, I don't know, seventy, eighty percent of the time. It would be over Saturday night. Yeah. When I should be down at your place, but fuck. I don't think it's gonna happen. When how soon do you think it could happen? All in a weekend? Well, I mean if 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 Brittany would <clears throat> if Brittany would wouldn't mind staying home with the dogs by herself, I could come down alone. <laughs> But I kind of wanted to come down and enjoy the fire and mm. smoke a little smoke. She won't smoke. Have you um, tested anything from California? Should we stop recording now? <laughs> I, if... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I do. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. That was great. <laughs> it's been a great uh, show. We'll see you next well, time. Uh, see you next time. Bye bye. Bye, guys. See ya. Find us at Bearded Hobbs. <laughs>